0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Mastermind.fm. In this episode, we have Pavel, the CEO of Bonster, and I also have with me Andrew, who's my friend and who's also a beginner investor, but also has a lot of experience in finance. So between the three of us, we'll be discussing Bonster, P2P lending also some crypto um, angles on on both P2P lending and how P2P lending fits in the alternative investment scene. And yeah, this was a very interesting episode. I like what Bondster is doing. And it was a very pleasant conversation with Pavel. I think that under his guidance, Bondster will continue to grow and become a major player in the P2P lending space. And so without further ado, let's go ahead and listen to this interview with Pavel and also my friend, Andrew. Hi, Pavel. Welcome to mastermind.fm. It's great to have you with us today, where we'll be talking about Monster, the platform that you're the CEO of. And just to give us a background, an overview about both yourself and the platform. We know that people nowadays not only look at the platform, at the website. But it's very important for us investors to look at the people behind the platform. And so just let us know a bit about you, the background, the platform, the other people in the team, and then we'll take it from there.
1: Okay, great. Uh, So thank you for the opportunity, for for your invitation. Let's start uh, with me. So my name is Pavel Klema. Uh, I'm like uh, 14 years in uh, financial industry. Uh, talking about uh, non-banking financial institutions, uh, uh, collection business in Czech Republic, also so a Czech bank. Most of my career, I used to work in the collection departments uh, as a head of these departments. But my last appointment uh, before Bonser, it was a CEO of a company called Profit Credit. It's a non-banking financial institution, like one of the third uh, biggest in uh, in Czech Republic. So one of the Three biggest loan providers in Czech Republic. So basically, that's about me. It was like 250 plus uh, employees, so quite a big company comparing to Monster. And uh, right now, about Monster. So Monster is a Czech uh, fintech project. Right now, we are to speak more about numbers. We reached uh, 12,000 investors financed. uh, 1.6 billion crowns uh, in total. And uh, let's say the average uh, a yield of uh, 14.9%. So that's uh, that's about numbers. Uh, but basically, to what we are, what uh, loans or what investments you can do with Bonster is uh, simply we can say it's uh, 100% of it is already financed and already scored loans. So we are not uh, like crowdlender, so our investors can invest in already disbursed and and score loans from multiple countries. We are on four continents. Uh, We have uh, 17 providers. Uh, Three of them are in Czech Republic uh, and the rest of them are uh, through the world uh, talking about uh, South Africa, Russia, Kazakhstan, Mexico, Philippines, Colombia. So, so from the point of diversification, it's a it's a it's a quite uh, quite good uh, number of uh, of different regions uh, where our investors can uh, can invest. And uh, also, like from the diversification point of view, uh, uh, we are we are having uh, uh, sh- short-term loans, like from uh, like ten years. From uh, one to three months, uh, the middle uh, middle loans from two months from three months uh, to uh, twenty four, and also long term uh, loans uh, where we are speaking uh, from from twenty five months to twenty years uh, of a tenure. Uh, also, like from the point of view of a uh, of a lender, there are consumers, there are uh, there are entrepreneurs, there are companies and uh, from the currency point of view, there is a part in Czech Republic. uh, So in Czech crowns, uh, the Czech providers and also uh, the rest of the uh, investments can be made in Euro. So basically in the the numbers, uh, that's about uh, monster. About the team, uh, as your question was uh, to the team, we are right now with nine people, there are marketing people we have uh, two people in the risk department, some uh, business developers who are making the acquisition of, uh, of a new loan providers, and also a back office team who is uh, dealing with the loan providers, also with our investors. And uh, last but not least is the project manager who is taking care about the platform uh, development so so that's basically our team I don't think the names will will tell you something so that, that's why I'm talking only about the positions yeah. so that's it
0: okay uh, very interesting and just before we start the questions uh, you mentioned that the platform bonstars is different from others because of the type of loans can we dig a bit deeper for those who might not be familiar with all the different types of loans available on the general P2P lending market and why bond-star loans are different?
1: Well, why I think we're different, of course, not different from everybody, but from from uh, platforms, uh, for example, who are focused on uh, loans with uh, real estate collateral only or non-secured loans or business loans only. So uh, what I think we're different with is uh, that uh, the investor can find the uh, that great opportunity to diversify inside one platform. So, so you can choose, as I as I've said, uh, from uh, short terms to long long terms, from from different regions. So, so to split the possible risk uh, with the investment from completely different points of of the diversification possibility. So that's uh, where we think we're different. Also with uh, buyback guarantees, or uh, let's say on. I can say 100% of uh, of uh, euro Euro loans, and uh, on the other hand, I think that the yield uh, we can deliver to our investor is uh, pretty high with uh, with the comparison of what I've said and uh, like a few seconds uh, before. So to get around uh, 14, 15% is uh, really a reality, uh, also uh, of. Uh, some of our independent uh, influencers who are reviewing our platform. So they are getting this kind of yield. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is not kind of science fiction number or a possibility. It's a, it's a reality. So, so that's why I think we are uh, pretty much strong in these parameters uh, uh, in comparison to our competitors.
0: OK. So uh, again, with us today, we have Andrew, who will be taking on the role of an, a starter investor who's going to be approaching Bonster among other platforms, and let's explore the concerns. Maybe that's someone you would have Andrew over to you.
2: Hi hey, everybody Pavel um, I would like to to start by asking um, uh, a few basic questions as a, as a starter. Um, I understand that in in the scenario we're looking at, there is the end borrower who is looking obviously for um, uh, a loan. However, these end borrowers are sourced by your loan originators. And uh, Bonster acts as a platform whereby an investor like me, who is looking at investing in loans, can provide a vast portfolio of um, different loans, which are obviously different in size and different in in terms. And they are sourced by these loan originators across a number of continents, as you mentioned earlier. Now, my question is, um, my first question is, how do you go about choosing the loan originators um, that you have on Bonster?
1: Okay, I can say it's an acquisition process where we are also addressing and and, uh, offering our our service uh, funding to those loan, loan originators. And during that process, uh, they go through a pretty deep uh, due diligence process as uh, uh, our risk department uh, is uh, going through with them. So we are collecting the data first. We are going through the due diligence process. The loan originator is scored. He gets some uh, exposure limits. Uh, so it's the maximum amount he can place on Monster. Of course, then uh, during our cooperation, we are uh, we are evaluating those uh, those numbers and checking whether whether this was correct. Maybe we can uh, decrease this uh, exposure limit or increase it. Uh, it depends on uh, what the portfolio behavior is. Anyway, uh, back to the question. I think that the loan originators on these platforms are from uh, countries uh, that are. Uh, like uh, not so developed in the market of, uh, of uh, financing. They are looking for a partner uh, with a flexible financing or flexible funding. And also they are in the, from the point of view of a, of, a, of a growth of the company, they are challengers to a bigger players. Uh, so that's, that's what I think that then uh, uh, the match between these platforms like Monster is and these uh, loan originators is, is the best one. Uh, because uh, better than the bank for them flexible uh, uh, diversified funding for them and so on so I think that's uh, that's the competitive uh, advantage that they can get uh, to be refunded uh, through a platform like we are
2: okay okay so so also I understand that your relationship is not directly with the end borrowers but with the loan originators
1: yes 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 sure yeah. We are uh, making acquisition of them and uh, then uh, those loan originators are offering those uh, uh, already financed and disbursed loans uh, to our investors uh, uh, for pa- possible investment.
2: Okay, so, so when the loan originators provide them, uh, populate their loans onto one do you go through every loan? Do you analyze every loan that goes on your platform?
1: No, no. Uh, through the due diligence process, uh, we are going uh, f- deeply through their scoring process. And uh, these loan originators are uh, offering these loans with some uh, some scoring, uh, uh, scoring information. So that's wh- why we see uh, the, what is the offer. And also, as I said, uh, also during the lifetime uh, with the loan originators, we are monitoring the, uh, the portfolio that uh, the long originator is offering. And uh, we can see whether, for example, the default rates or, or other, other parameters of the whole portfolio is uh, different than what we saw in the due diligence process, or it is better or worse. So that's where we are uh, then stepping in and, and changing the exposure limits and, and, and the other uh, possible conditions. So.
2: Okay, thanks. Um, And one more question. What is the benefit for me, for myself as an investor to come and invest through Bondster rather than approaching the loan originator directly?
1: Well, uh, the difference is that uh, we, we did, let's say, professional uh, job in the due diligence process. We saw the financial data, we saw the portfolio uh, performances, uh, we saw the uh, risk reports. Uh, so that's what we are really uh, deeply going into. So we make this uh, work uh, for you. You don't have to check this. Uh, of course, it's good to, to double check it, but uh, we are going really deeply into it. The due diligence process is uh, done in weeks in our team. So, so it's not kind of like a quick look at and, and then, then go to it. So that's, that's good for you. And also you can diversify. So uh, you can put uh, five euro into each loan and you can pretty much uh, make the diversification because uh, I don't think for you as an investor would be would be good to take that risk that uh, all your investment will be with uh, only one loan originator also from one region so on this this uh, uh, platform like Monster is you can diversify within one uh, with one account within within one uh, uh, one investment like session or something like that so so that's that's the diversification the lowering the risk would be would be the answer
2: lowering the risk. And I also can connect that to the fact that you offer the auto invest feature, where um, you take care of um, uh, investing um, uh, my money according, obviously, to the filters you offer through that feature. Mm-hmm. So that would I, I see that as an extra, you know, service that you offer.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a that's a quite difference that we are not taking care about uh, about the investment from the point of view of the setup because you made the setup. You make uh, your, your priorities, your, your ratio, and, and you, you set up this uh, auto-invest. And uh, this auto-invest, as like from the point of view as a robot, helps you to do this automatically, not for you to, not, that you have to really click on each uh, loan and uh, invest to it. So the strategy is yours. We are just uh, giving you the tool.
2: Yeah, thank you.
1: You're welcome.
0: Yeah, to add on to that, uh just for example, Kfiku is a Russian lender that I as an investor can go to their platform directly. Mm-hmm. So that would be less diversification, mm-hmm. but also some of the other providers are not accessible directly. Correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I can see here, a lot of them are not available to me as an investor directly. So I would need a platform like you to be able to access their portfolio of loans.
1: Yeah. And as I said, as I said, uh, yeah, quickwiz is, is doing this anyway. Uh, you're not putting there hundred uh, percent of your, uh, investment portfolio. So we then have to diversify, uh, on, on their platform, then, uh, then, uh, uh two different platforms. So you can do it, uh, with us, like, uh, as I said, with one virtual account, uh, Uh, in one.
0: Yeah. And so as an investor, one of the biggest problems I've encountered is always this point of having my money lying around in different platforms, different regulations. How do you, for example, in the Czech Republic, I don't uh, know if there are any platforms that come to mind, apart from bonds, there may be one or two more, but it's not the usual country for these platforms. So, how is the situation there with regulation and openness to investors? Are you open to investors from all over international Europe only? How's the situation
1: yeah, well, right now? Right now, also uh, uh, to be compliant with uh, our terms and condition, we are uh, like uh, uh, European only. Uh, uh, so, for European investors. Uh, in Czech Republic, there are uh, different platforms, but uh, most of them are uh, really the crowd lenders. And uh, I think like right, from this point of view, most of them offer loans uh, to invest only in Czech crowns. Some of them are with secured loans, uh, some of them uh, unsecured loans, but uh, most of them offering only the loans they provided or they uh, let's say partner provided. So uh, I, I don't see uh, any bigger competitor from Czech Republic offering this variety of uh, of uh, you know, loan originators uh, through the world. So, and as I said, uh, the European uh, uh, European Union only. I mean, for the investors, of course, for the loan originators, we are worldwide open.
0: Okay, and with regards to regulation of the platform. Oh yeah and auditing, financials how mm-hmm. open and how secure
1: yeah 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 uh, so there is uh, no no like formal regulation to, to these kind of platforms uh, in Czech republic uh, only the uh, the business act uh, as a let's say basic uh, basic regulation to all business uh, relationships anyway for the lenders is uh, is a big regulation uh, uh, mostly to the consumer loans uh, so any uh, non-banking financial institutions, though I'm uh, taking the banks out because they have to have license of the Czech National Bank, of course. Uh, so so this is uh, this is uh, uh, obvious anyway. Also, the non-banking financial institutions who provide uh, the loans to uh, to consumers have to be licensed by Czech National Bank as uh, as a re- and this is a uh, regulated industry. Uh, with all the reportings and and audits by Czech National Bank. So uh, this is a pretty much regulated area. So also the Czech providers are regulated. Uh, Anyway, for Bonster, the only regulation would come if we uh, make uh, the money transfers. So then we have to be licensed by the Czech National Bank as well. uh, we have some kind of uh, license, uh, but we are not using this service or offering this service to, to our investors at this time. So uh, maybe in the future, uh, we will use it. Uh, so uh, the main or let's say the core business right now is not under any regulation of, of Czech National Bank in Czech Republic. And I would pretty much expect that if some regulation comes, it will be the Czech National Bank uh, to be the regulator.
0: There has been a lot of talk about a European-wide regulation. Mm-hmm. How have you been involved in this regulation? Does it apply to your platform?
1: Uh, at this point, uh, we don't see any any uh, let's say close impact uh, by this regulation because again, we are talking more about the uh, the crowd lending. So, as a Ponster, is only a marketplace. Mm-hmm is not a provider of uh, any loans, then uh, we don't see any any bigger impact uh, of this regulation uh, for us. Anyway, I think that uh, all these regulations for all the competitors or all the parts of of this uh, um, uh, investment industry, it's good for you as an investor to to this uh, industry to be regulated. So everyone who is thinking about the business seriously uh, I don't think uh, they have any of um, these competitors uh, also us uh, have any problem with uh, any future regulation of course, it brings some bureaucracy some 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 costs with that related anyway I think uh, this industry is uh, good to be regulated in the future for you as an investors to to know that your partners your uh, your providers uh, of an investment are uh, safe for you
0: okay. Makes sense. Uh, as a company, can I sign up as well, or is it just physical people who can sign up? So, do you have corporate and personal accounts? We
1: don't have uh, any any corporate uh, account, so only as a as a physical uh, person. Uh, so, but you can you can make your physical account uh, and invest your company money. It's just uh, uh, just uh, I would say it's. Uh, upon your regulation in your country, how this can be done. Uh, But we don't uh, offer at this time any corporate accounts.
0: Mm -hmm. So one other problem I've had with these platforms is that when it comes to reporting the accountants from different countries, they want the reports. And it's been a mess, to be honest, to collect all these different kinds of reports from different countries. Also, some of them withhold taxes. So, how is it with with your platform? Do you withhold any taxes? And if not, no, right? Let's check the public. No, 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 no. Uh,
1: we we're not withholding any tax. Uh, it's uh, really uh, on the investor. Anyway, we are offering. Uh, there is a possibility on our platform to to download a report uh, for your taxation uh, on an annual basis. So, and of course, if there is some special requirement. Uh, an investor can can reach our back office, and uh, and in these cases, we are helping them with a the report they need. So, so but but I think what we have on our platform is for ninety nine point nine percent of uh, all the cases uh, we know. Uh, but time to time, there is some some special requests, and uh, of course, we're we're uh, helping our investors with that.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm asking about the corporate also because in general, I'm seeing more interest from corporates to invest, Mm. and especially in alternative assets. We've seen a lot of companies investing in crypto, for example, in this current situation where yields are very low. Platforms like P2P Landing, crypto, they start to look even more attractive than they were before. But again, when I invest from a company, I need reports and the company's name. They have to be of a certain quality. Because then the auditors will going to ask me, like, what is Bonster? What is P2P lending? So the more documentation I have, the better, right? So that is also where I'm coming from with that question. Mm -hmm. Now, when I put in the money, uh, how's the process? Does the money come directly to your account at Bonster? Or is there an intermediary? No,
1: no, no. It's uh, it's directly our kind of like safe accounts in in, uh, our bank it's like i would say I know, what's the perfect term in english for that it's kind of a closed uh, account so we are not withdrawing it it's it's a uh, completely separate from from our uh, operate operational accounts and from other accounts so it's uh uh directly related to the investors yeah yeah so but it's a it's a it's an account of monster company
0: okay and so my money would be in this one account and then what I yeah. receive goes back there, and I can withdraw it back to my account. And can I invest in any currency or in euro?
1: The investments uh, uh, you can you can make uh, is in Czech crowns or in euro, uh, and it's up to you whether you choose uh, to to transfer from your euro account to to the to virtual account. Or your from your Czech account uh, with Czech crowns uh, to your Czech virtual account, and uh, we offer also a conversion uh, on the platform, so you can convert between between Czech crowns and euro pretty free. So, so it's uh, it's up to you what what uh, process
0: you choose. Yeah. So if I'm investing in euro, is there any possible way I can lose money on the conversion rate if I just transfer euro and then invest in loans am I going to be possibly losing any money there if the conversion rate changes or I can I, I guess I can just use euro loans and that way I'm protected right
1: If you have uh, if like let's say all your or your uh, funds are in euro and yeah. you simply invest in euro it's uh, it's of course uh, uh, currency risk free. If you uh, invest in Czech crowns, uh, all, of course there can be some risk. But uh, when I see the volatility between between uh, euro and Czech crown, I don't think there is a there is a like quite big risk uh, in in uh, in the conversion rates. So, so I don't okay,
0: and and do you offer other currencies though in in terms of loans?
1: No, no. At this point, we we don't. Okay.
0: And so when I have a loan, can I do you have a secondary market where I can resell those loans?
1: Well, uh, the secondary market right now is, uh, I would say, 100% prepared. It's already on our production environment, only you can't see it as an investor. So by one click, uh, we will turn it on. And we're talking about weeks. Uh, in this week, uh, I finished uh, the new terms and conditions uh, because, uh, of course, for for this uh, for the secondary market, uh, we need to uh, to address it uh, in our terms and conditions. So uh, they will be in like ready within days. Uh, they will be published. And within thirty days after publishing uh, the new terms and conditions, the secondary market will be available uh, for you as an investors. After, of course, accepting the new terms and conditions. Of
0: course. And uh, could could you share if there are any going to be any fees or how it's going to work? Yeah, uh,
1: there, there will be there will be a half percentage fee as the only fee around the, around the secondary market. And uh, you can freely offer uh, these loans with a discount or with uh, 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 with an increment uh, incremental uh, price. So it's uh, it's up to you as a as, a, as an investor what uh, will be your offer. And then of course the the other uh, investors uh, will see your offer, and it's upon the market, upon the demand, uh, uh, if it will be uh, invested by. So others. it's
0: 05 percent for the seller. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Andrew, you had some other questions from your end as well, right?
2: As a starter investor, I'm, I'm looking always at worst case scenarios, obviously. And um, let's look at a few um, worst case scenarios. For example, if I invest in a loan and you told me that you do not have a relationship with the end borrower, so what happens if, in the worst case scenario, the end borrower um, goes bankrupt and cannot pay back the loan?
1: Mm. Yeah, that's what I mentioned uh, early before, is that I I think I can say that 100% of all euro investment on Bonster are with the buyback uh, guarantee. So this buyback guarantee uh, says that if uh, this end borrower is in default, uh, and mostly the setup is uh, more than 60 days in delay, so more than 60 dpd, uh, then the loan originator is obliged to repay you the principal plus the uh, plus the revenue from this point of view you are uh, like uh, safe and uh, the loan originator is taking the risk because from the legal point of view you are the creditor and uh, the loan originator is the is the debtor so so the debtor for you is not the end borrower but the loan originator
0: Can I intervene here for a sec just to challenge you a bit on this, because as we all know, there have been several platforms with buyback guarantee that went bankrupt themselves. It happened Mm -hmm. to me with Mentos, with Eurocent, one of the first ones to go bankrupt, and there were others to follow. So as an investor, I have to assume that some of them, even though the buyback guarantee is in place, the actual loan originator will go out of business. That's the nature of the industry. Uh, What happens in that case because where things get stuck for many investors and things get a bit annoying is that you're stuck in limbo with these loans that you don't know if they're bad or not and then you go to court and it takes years, no?
1: Uh, Yeah, you're correct. Uh, As you said, uh, for example, uh, with Bonster, it was the situation in Poland where during the COVID crisis there was the uh, rate cap regulation, which was uh, pretty strict and in combination of the, with the uh, installment moratoriums, some of the loan originators uh, really were in problems. So as I was addressing the, the question of the uh, default of the end borrower, that was the situation now if we are talking about some problems with the loan originator. And I will probably use the use the example of, of Poland. Uh, there were, I think, uh, six uh, loan originators with Bonster from Poland, and uh, I can say four of them right now are under uh, some kind of settlement or settlement agreement with Bonster because we made the job, we made the negotiations with them. I talked to the to the CEOs, uh, and we have some. Uh, some recovery plan uh, which they are uh, where well, they are on track with that uh, recovery plan we already recovered uh, like uh, uh, more than a half uh, of uh, all of the money uh, for the investors and uh, we didn't uh, uh, transfer any costs uh, to the investors uh, until this time and we're not uh, if the things are going to go in this way they will be compliant with those uh, Installment schedules, where we won't uh, charge anything uh, f- uh, to our investors. So the money is, in a, in a slower way, moving to, to the investors. Anyway, I think it's a, it's a better situation than to go with some hard uh, legal collection or collection steps uh, to them. Because this is kind of a, I would say, win-win-win situation. Because we are not pressing that much on these... Uh, Uh, on these loan originators from the other way around I really check their results check their numbers talking to the CEOs uh, to get the maximum possible but we are giving them the room uh, to to earn that money back and to repay the money to investors so this is the kind of a good case scenario the the worst case scenario can be where monster can uh, uh, overtake those uh, debts for you as an investors and start to collect it then probably the uh, the costs uh, some costs uh, will come uh, to be transferred uh, for our investors because we will probably use some uh, collecting agency in that country because if it's in Czech republic we have uh, we have a great experience uh, to do so so probably in Czech republic it won't be that uh, this case But in these countries, we don't have uh, our collection agents or something. So we will use collection agency who will probably charge some fee for that. So in that case, we will overtake those debts and start collecting it Uh, for you as an investors. uh, There will be some fee, but you will get, uh, I think I can say, probably uh, 80-85% of the money back. And the worst case scenario is with uh, those two loan originators from Poland, which where I mentioned uh, so four of six uh, are without any problem, they are under uh, some restructuring process, uh, some insolvency process where the court has to decide how all the money on, and all the actives uh, of that company will be dispersed uh, uh, through all the creditors uh, of this company. So then it mm, takes uh, a much longer time uh, because we can, with those four who are under some uh, settlement agreement, we are expecting to get 100% of the investments within this year. Uh, if everything goes right, if there is no COVID-4, COVID-5 or, uh, or some problem on that market. Anyway, with uh, the last two, it's under the court process. So we, we are waiting what will be our share, uh, that we we can uh, we can transfer to our investors and of course even in these cases we are actively inside the process uh, we hired uh, a polish lawyer uh, who is actively in that uh, insolvency processes of those two loan generators. anyway it's under the court so so uh, we really can't make those those agreements uh, and so on so it's uh it will be probably a longer process to to get that money and i don't think that uh, like to expect uh, really 85 90% uh, of uh, of the principal back is the good expect, expectation in one of them there were secured loans so we are making some action steps to to get this uh, get our loans from the insolvency process anyway it's a really uh, a legal battle i would say so we are uh, we're in the battle for, for our investors right now with, with these two origin- not not with these originators but let's say to to get the money because the, the loan originators mostly communicate with us uh, pretty much and, and we are like like partners still but uh, they are in a very bad situation.
0: yeah so I, I mean when this happens you're also dealing with the slowness possibly of the legal structure within those countries. Yeah, and Some of them are known to have slow and efficient legal structures. Yeah, I,
1: I wanted to, to, to talk to Andrew as well because he was asking about, about the risk uh, from that point of view. And I would say uh, investments with the buyback guarantee, so these really exceptional situations like collapsing of, uh, of the whole market like it was in Poland or a collapse of the whole company uh, of the loan originator is the the only possible risk for you? If we, of course, like close the risk, like uh, the the loan originator decides by themselves not to pay it or some of that, but there are also uh, let's say much quicker legal steps for us to 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 recover these uh, uh, these investments. Anyway, this I can see where the where there is a buyback guarantee, I would say this is kind of the only risk and. It's only the unexpected uh, scenarios, because, as I said, through the due diligence, through the quality of the portfolio, we are monitoring it. And it can be only like this, the COVID crisis and, and things like this. Uh, also, the exposure limits are kind of a guarantee for us that these loan originators are OK with the liquidity we want to find for our investors so that they are able to, to guarantee these buybacks.
0: Okay. Andrew, did you have any other, you know, I had some questions around this topic.
2: Yes. Um, um, one more thing in terms of, um, John mentioned earlier that one can invest either in Euro or in Czech Corona. However, um, for example, if, if I want to invest in uh, one loan that you have in the Philippines, and obviously they have a, a different currency and I invest in Euro. So obviously somewhere along uh, the, the pyramid, there's an um, exchange risk. Which someone is bearing. So, who would be bearing that exchange risk? Is it the loan originator?
1: Yes, it's the loan originator. Yeah, yeah. There is no no uh, currency uh, rate risk uh, uh, which is transferred on you as an investor. So, okay. Uh, also, our our uh, our transfers uh, between our loan originators uh, between us are in euro. So, so there is no other currency with with monster uh, than the euro and Czech crowns.
2: Okay. And in terms of um, your income, um, I I assume that uh, your income is derived from the loan originators in terms of commissions and the investor um, pays nothing to invest um, the money with with Bonster.
1: Yeah, the investor is, uh, we have only a fee for for investment in Czech uh, crowns. It's a 1% uh, fee. Uh, but uh, for investment in euro, there is a there is no no fee. There are some some kind of like small fees, uh, as I said. Uh, for example, the secondary market will be will be zero point five. But yes, uh, the other fees are uh, from the from the loan originators. Yes.
0: Cool. Um, in terms of the P two P lending space in general. I noticed that you've got your site available in German, in Czech and in English. Everybody knows that the German market is pretty big. There's a lot of money, there's a lot of interest in P2P lending. Uh, I suspect it's also because the investments within Germany pay low rates. So investors, there are looking outwards. How do you see the P2P space in Europe apart from Germany?
1: Yeah, we see also a strong market in Austria and, and Switzerland. Anyway, we also see uh, Spain. Uh, I can say that, again, I, I don't want to promise days, but I think we are in some final stage of, of uh, translation in our platform to, to Spanish. So pretty soon we will have a, uh, have a, a Spanish mutation uh, over platform. So uh, hopefully, hopefully it will be everything okay. If you find some some mistakes in translation, let us know. Hopefully, it will be hundred percent okay. It's my focus to to have it hundred uh, percent precise. Anyway, uh, I think it's a it's a good step to get these translations uh, to you. But uh, I would say uh, German is uh, also our neighbor. Uh, I think uh, also a lot of German knows Czech Republic. Were have been to Prague. Uh, and uh, what I expect is uh, that, that the trust to the two laws of a central Europe uh, can be pretty much stronger than to Baltic states. even though, of course, uh, uh, the strongest player on the market, of, on the P2P market uh, uh, is, uh, of course, kind of a guarantee of, of the size and, and so on of the history. Anyway, I think that uh, also this uh, this kind of, like legal frame of central Europe, uh, can be uh, a little bit uh, uh, better for, for, for Germany, for Austria and for the citizens, for investors from, from those countries uh, uh, to become a part of, uh, of a monster community. So, so that's what we expect. And this is also our kind of a focus in the future on, on uh, acquisition uh, of uh, investors from the, these two countries. We have to go step-by-step, so it's...
0: Yes. How do you see the P2P lending space? For example, I've seen a big slowdown last year. How do you see the recovery maybe? I noticed from the platforms I speak with and the traffic on my site that it's kind of picking up. Maybe in the last two months, I've seen Mm. some movement, although I'm not seeing the same levels of late 2019. Early 2020, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah.
1: what I what I can see from from our numbers, uh, it's it's not my numbers because I joined Bonster mm-hmm. like uh, like like few months yeah. ago. Anyway, the Bonster numbers uh, there were like uh, before the pandemics. It was a continual dynamic growth. Uh, it was perfect numbers, I would say. Mm-hmm. During the COVID situation, like from from March from from April last year, uh, it was a stagnation. Uh, mostly, it was. Uh, it was a year of, uh, of a stagnation. I, I won't say it, it like fault. I think it was the good uh, that the trust of the investors uh, was building uh, like in the time because uh, I think everyone was in in shock like first weeks, first uh, first month, months uh, there was uh, different scenarios in, in, e- in each head of the investor what will what will happen with the investment, what will happen with the markets and so on. Uh, also, many countries with their installment moratoriums and so on, so so it was, it was quite challenging, not uh, only for the investors, also for uh, for us uh, as a P two P market uh, companies. But I would say that uh, the investors uh, during the time uh, during the COVID, because after COVID one, there was a COVID two, COVID three lockdown one, lockdown two, but then yeah. you can see that. Uh, of course there are there are different uh, impacts on the economics uh, but uh, on on uh, different industries and you can see that the lending companies are, are changing their scorings uh, and they are pretty much uh, want to have uh, safe portfolios not because of monster only but because uh, to survive uh, with with themselves so there i think that uh, as i see it also for, as a as a former ceo of a lending company it was the first thing we did. We, we really made the scoring rules uh, much more stricter. And uh, as I said, uh, there are different loan originators who are uh, with the short-term loans. And uh, so so these, this impact of uh, scoring rules, uh, uh, which are stricter, are in life within two or three months and the portfolio is clean again because uh, the, these are not, uh, not the long-term loans. And the long-term loans we have in our, on our platforms are... Uh, mostly secured by the real estate. And we can see, for example, in Czech Republic, I saw yesterday the last data of uh, Eurostat, where the European real estate market uh, grew like 5.3%, I think, but uh, the real estate in Czech Republic grew 85 So if your uh, loan-to-value share was 70%, so right now it's lower, like right, right now it's uh, 62 and not counting the, the repayments of the installments. So the risk is uh, pretty much lower uh, from this point of view. So I would say when you search for the information and you're like calmly uh, thinking about it and you diversify well, I think then right now it's it's really recovering back and we can see that uh, we are growing uh, back again. Uh, we are uh, back on numbers. We were in the... Uh, uh, in, uh, Uh, before before covid crisis so i think that uh, we will restart the growth again so so that's what i think uh, that the covid crisis brought the stagnation but right now i think it's over
0: Hmm. very interesting and i think during the past year year and a half we've also seen the rise of crypto as a big investment class especially with younger people who would Probably be attracted to P2P lending as a higher risk. Now they're looking into crypto, into DeFi, possibly also into gold. It became also uh, something that's mm-hmm. an option after many years of not being a hot thing at all. So, how do you think P2P lending will fit in this, to this new scenario of, say, mm-hmm. crypto? And do you think there will be some overlap there?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's a, it's a, it's a quite interesting thing, uh, right now, because great question. Thank you for that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would say that P2P investing is, uh, more about you have some income somewhere else where you earn money and, uh, you have these funds and you don't want to, uh, these funds to be eaten by inflation. And uh, there are, uh, there are uh, tools on the market which um, much lower yield, let's say, pretty much no risk, like like state bonds and so on. But I don't think that they will cover the inflation. For example, the Czech bonds, mm-hmm. uh, the Czech uh, national bonds uh, are not good enough. And also on the other part, there are those uh, crypto investments or, or, or uh, stock markets where you can, if, if you're... Maybe lucky, or if you are uh, very, very much uh, good at reading those uh, those markets, and you have to spend some time with it, and you can earn tens of percents uh, as a revenue. But I think we are somewhere in the middle. We are not uh, pro- making promises of tens of percents. Uh, but also, as we were talking all the possible risks, I think that without the COVID crisis. Uh, our portfolio of loan originators won't come with uh, with uh, any any possible risk for for our investors, so that's one thing. And on the other thing, I also see that the crypto is quite interesting thing right now, and uh, I think it's a first time I am talking about that uh, somewhere like publicly. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are pre- preparing. Uh, loans uh, that are secured by cryptocurrencies. Interesting. Uh, so, within a few days, probably maybe one or two weeks, we will offer first uh, first uh, loans that are uh, secured by cryptocurrencies. And uh, just to see uh, whether there is the, uh, the demand, the interest of these investors. Because uh, with these secured loans by cryptocurrencies, you don't need to have a wallet. Uh, you don't have to need a uh, uh, some codes, uh, the other risk of the uh, of the of the markets in crypto. So, and you can easily invest uh, five euro or or whatever. It's just up to you. There will be different tenures. also, so that's what we are uh, preparing right now. But uh, but it's a it's a really a long only secured by by there is no like share on the of the revenue of uh, the growth of, of the cryptocurrencies but uh, in the second step we are uh, preparing this uh, also uh, this kind of uh, loan that will be secured by by uh, cryptocurrencies Uh, but there will be a kind of a share of uh, of the revenue of uh, the uh, growth of the cryptocurrency but also a risk when it falls so uh, then will be a share if uh, this uh, cryptocurrencies fall, but it will, this will be really a next step. The first one we are we are going uh, out with will be really a, a cryptocurrency a pledge. So it will be uh, it will be I would say again quite safe. It will be nearly to a loan that is uh, secured with uh, real estate. There are, there are some, of course, some 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 uh, uh, some. Uh, uh, details when the cryptocurrency falls, it will be sold and so on. So so there are also yeah. some details that uh, we will provide uh, to you as an investor uh, for you to know what to expect. Uh, anyway, uh, we are trying to do the best uh, to, have our, to have your interest.
0: No, it, it's very interesting. And I think it's the first platform I've seen who's doing that. I mean, there are de- other dedicated platforms to lending and borrowing but uh, not the service within a P2P lending platform. Uh, so it's interesting. So you're saying I would invest Euro, not Bitcoin or other cryptos directly, right? Yeah. I put in Euro yeah. and the borrower would over-collateralize his, yeah. his Bitcoin.
1: It's, a, it's one of our loan originators. It's our, our let's say, partner company, Acema. Uh, uh, was offering the loans in, in uh, Czech crowns. Uh, so uh, we will probably start with Czech crowns also with uh, Euro uh, loans. But uh, ATSEMA is a loan provider. So the legal status will be completely the same like you are uh, right now with uh, investing into loans. Uh, the only difference will be that uh, when ATSEMA is providing this loan uh, to the end borrower, the, uh, the security is not by real estate, but it's a cryptocurrency. So uh, if it goes up, uh, then uh, your loan-to-value risk uh, is uh, going to be lower. Uh, but as I said, if it exceeds some some uh, particular percentage when it falls, uh, there is the uh, recovery process.
0: Yeah, but this this will be on the borrower side, right? On yes. the borrower yes. side, yes. it'll take... Yeah. Yeah, for the lender, it's uh, just like any other normal loan.
1: Yeah, if the if the security of the uh, loan-to-value uh, uh, amount, uh, or let's say share, it will be like seventy percent, there is the reserve of thirty uh, percent for the yeah. volatility for the volatility of the cryptocurrency as a security.
0: And and that way you're unlocking liquidity for the borrower. Uh, a lot of people have their reserves Bitcoin or whatever other crypto and they'll be unlocking the fiat currency liquidity by taking out this loan and and i assume that you will be you will you be custody custodying the the crypto or would be the loan originator itself
1: uh it will be a loan originator we are still still remaining only as a as a marketplace uh yeah
0: very interesting. And uh, yeah, how about the the real estate focused platforms? How do you see them compete or work alongside platforms such as yours from the investor's perspective, maybe? Yeah, uh,
1: like from my perspective, it's the same uh, as, again, I've said early in the beginning. Uh, we also are offering loans uh, with ATEMA, which are secured by the real estate. I think it's uh it's to it's good to have it. These platforms are uh, offering uh, uh, good uh, good revenues uh, and also good security. That's what we want also for our investors. So that's why we have this also in uh, uh, in our offer. Anyway, it's a uh, it's about the appetite of the investor. So it's and about the diversification. So. Uh, again you can diversify between different platforms so you can go to to a special platform where only uh, loans with uh, real estate security uh, is uh, and invest there part of your your portfolio you can you can go to other platform what what i say uh what we can offer is that all is uh, on what one platform uh, of course the uh, loans with uh with a real estate security, are right now only in check crowns. Anyway, I think the the currency risk is pretty much uh, very low. And uh, when you see the uh, loan to value shares or ratios, uh, you can see right now we we have their uh, loans with uh, like thirty uh, five percent, thirty uh, five percent loan to value, which gives you quite good security, but also uh, the lower the revenue is uh, because it's a quite quite safe investment uh, in case of a uh, possible uh, default of the uh, of the end borrower so in, in that case uh, the risk is uh, like compared to the to the revenue with with this i also think that these platforms uh, to back to your question uh, these platforms uh, were uh, with uh, real estate only secured loans I think it's a, it's a good thing to have it in your portfolio, just to diversify, to, to have part of your portfolio uh, secured by uh, by real estate. It depends in what country again is the real estate, uh, because uh, it's about how to uh, then possibly realize the collateral, the, the real estate, how to sell it, uh, what are the fees, uh, how quick you can sell, what is the uh, what is the actual real estate market in in, uh, in uh, that uh, country because for example in Czech Republic i can also say from my some personal um, experience right now it's a really a problem to find a real estate to uh, uh, buy because uh, it's it's a pretty hot uh, hot industry right now and uh, you see an advertisement for for a new flat and it remains like for for a number of days and it's it's gone. And what's
0: the driver for that?
1: I think that a lot of people right now uh, in Czech Republic uh, are looking for uh, for investments into uh, real estate, like to, to buy buy those. And uh, when you have this money that you can afford to to have this portfolio of uh, of a different real estate, and you you need them, you need to. Uh, take service about that. You need to find uh, a tenant. Uh, you need to sell the contract and so on. There, is, there are different uh, different things you have to do. But easily you can do the same again with with Monster and investing into into this loan for for that. Uh, so it's uh, it's up to the investor where he is. Does he want to own the the real estate? Uh, then they are going to 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 buy it. And take care of all that, and take take care of it. Or you can you can invest uh, through these platforms like like Monster, like uh, like the other platforms uh, focused on real estate.
0: Mm. Yeah. So the last question I have would be, if things really heat up as they're doing in the Czech Republic, what's the incentive or disincentive for you to? So I'm investing, right? You're you're at full saturation. You don't have any loans. What prevents you from just adding, losing up, loosening up the requirements and adding up a bunch of loan originators, which maybe you haven't done so much due diligence as you did in the past? Is there anything that would align you with me as the investor to not do that?
1: Well, I would say that uh, our goal is not to stay only in uh, in these numbers we have, uh, I think our goal is uh, to become a much larger platform, uh, if I can say, uh, when talking to the shareholders, uh, that we really want to grow, we really want to, to get a bigger piece of, uh, of the market. Uh, so we want to be reliable, we, want to be, uh, uh, we really want to be like, also transparent and, and get your, the results and also the safety uh still talking about investments so talking about safety is like uh of course uh, something um, what we what you have to decide anyway uh from my point of view as a CEO is to build the trust and uh, from my like personal setup the trust can be broken only once uh, so we can say that uh, the investments can fall we they we can uh, definitely uh uh, it will happen. Uh, we can see with Mintos, as you said, that when the bigger you portfolio, the bigger portfolio we have, yeah. then the risk is uh, from that point of view bigger, of course. Anyway, when we are doing our best uh, with the risk department to to lower these risks, do the best job for you to uh, have these uh, exposure limits uh, uh, really smartly uh, decided by our by our risk department, then I think that we are lowering this risk uh, as much as possible. And uh, as I said, the trust can be broken only once. Uh, it's my personal setup. So that's why I don't want to do it uh, like with, with monster investors.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I think trust and education are both really important. Yeah. And what happened with Mintos, like just to share, because it's the biggest probably platform and I've been investing for many years probably since I went in early, I kind of grew with the platform. And then what I've seen later on is these newer investors who really did know not know much. Uh, so they were reading all these reviews, Mintos the best. All right, great. Go in, find the highest percentage loans, invest. Six months later, Mintos is shit. 40% of my loans are in bad debts, you know? Yeah, okay, uh, but <laughs> yeah. I, I can it's say not mentors, it's not as fault either.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to speak like uh, really about mentals, but uh, some of my experience with, with Bonster is uh, is the same that and what we want to do with this is that uh, right now, uh, we are preparing some kind of educational videos or or, or mm. um, but again, it's up to the investor if he wants to study something and wants to. Uh, want to get to know about the diversification uh, risks uh, of not to have everything with one uh, one loan originator in one loan or or, or these kind of things, uh, and uh, we can see that also uh, some uh, some influencers when they they are smartly diversifying. Okay, uh, some of them are not getting this 14.9; uh, they're getting 12, uh, 13. But uh, if you ask them about the Polish crisis, how it hits them, they would say that it was like a 0.7% uh, of, a, of a yield and uh, they, they, they didn't like struggle. And as they are investing from the long, long-term point of view, it like, didn't affect anything from their portfolio because they know that this yeah. will be recovered and it's, uh, it's okay. And that's where I see maybe the point, uh, and I really addressed it uh, earlier, that it's a matter of what you expect. If you expect uh, that from your I- investment you will buy a Ferrari, don't go to Bonster because this is this is not a platform.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, go to crypto then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go to crypto, and buy maybe the you will be lucky
1: <laughs> and you will get one. Uh, but. Uh, if you're, if you are, let's say, uh, a person who is earning his money somewhere, it doesn't matter whether it's a business or if you're an employee, mm-hmm. uh, and you have these funds and uh, you don't want uh, it to be eaten by inflation. I think that uh, a P2P platform like Bonster is a smart way to, if, if you mm-hmm. diversify and, and you invest smartly, I think it's a smart way to not to lose the money.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, and that's very important, actually, because it's true that we might make jokes about crypto, for example. But the way I see it, I wouldn't chase. Like, if I join any P2P platform, I'm usually going to be putting my money in the lower end of the rates just because I don't want to risk much. If I want to really risk, you know, and try to hit the jackpots, I'm going to go for riskier investments, but then try to use my leverage, my expertise to get a higher return. But on these platforms, again, I'm limited as well, you know, I'm trusting your loan originators, I'm trusting your choice. So me going in and risking it all on the highest rates does not feel very responsible because I have very limited knowledge of what's behind, right? So I would do it when I have more control. That's what when I would buy the real estate myself and try to refurbish it in my particular style. Try to get tenants myself. That's where I would go all in on something where I want to get a big return. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. and
1: we didn't mention uh, this again. Also, with the real estate market, the diversification because uh, with uh, with the P two P investing into uh, loans uh, with uh, with us, which are secured by by the real estate, you can put put uh, when we are talking about Atsema as a Czech loan originator with the real estate, you can put. 100 crowns, which is uh, like four euros, into each real estate loan. Okay, o- of course. Uh, okay, uh, four, four euro is uh, is a really low amount. Anyway, you can diversify between different uh, uh, real estates, but if you want to buy one, you're with this one uh, particular, uh, and there is no diversification. So again, uh, again, from my point of view, diversification is uh, is a key. Uh, to be successful. Uh, and of course, when you're not expecting 25% per year, I think it's a, of course you can take part of your investment portfolio and go and gamble. That's fine. But you have to yeah. know that you can lose that.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Andrew, did you have anything from your end? No, no, thank you. Crypto or P2P? <laughs> <laughs> what are you choosing? <laughs>
2: I think I'll go for a mix. <laughs>
0: Good choice. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Pavel. Do you have any concluding words, or uh, where? And if not, where can people find you? And uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say uh, only like thank you for this really, really fine, fine uh, interview. It was it was great to to have a talk with you guys and uh, to talk about let's say our thoughts, uh, also mm-hmm. yours, and. Uh, of course, come come to see our offer uh, uh, on our website and on our platform. Just uh, the registration is for free, so so you can uh, you can easily register within within a few seconds. So so come to see our offer.
0: Excellent! Thank you very much for joining us, Pavel, and looking forward to see the growth of Monster over Thank the you. coming years. Thank you. Bye bye. So that's a wrap for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And as usual, I ask you to leave a five-star review on iTunes if you like the show and all the other shows we've produced so far. Please let us know if there's any other topic that you'd like us to tackle or platform to review. We're very open for hearing from you, your opinions, whether you like the shows we're producing. And yeah, just to view... If you've been listening to this show for the past few episodes or it's the first episode that you listen, we'd really, really appreciate if you could even just get in touch and tell us how you're finding it, what you'd like us to improve and things like that. So the email is podcast at mastermind.fm. Again, podcast at mastermind.fm. And you can also find, find us on Twitter at mastermind.fm. That's it for today from us and see you in the next episode.